Welcome to Level with Emily. This is music by Will Savino for the game Soldiers. It's a Metroidvania platform puzzler with RPG elements, pixel art, and a retro-ish soundtrack. There is a lot of music in the game, and it was really great to chat with Will about it. Will also composes a lot of music for tabletop gaming, and... Uh, well, I am certain I've interviewed a composer or two in the past who have written for tabletop games. I've never really talked too much about it. And so that was fun to discuss the, you know, just exploding world of tabletop gaming music, which is fascinating to me. So in any event, we talk about all sorts of stuff. You'll find a video of my chat with Will up on YouTube eventually. Please do subscribe so you can catch all of our releases as they come and you're welcome to join us on discord it does not cost to get access to our discord server come chat with us about this and other episodes we talk of, of course about game soundtracks games all those kinds of things there is a patron only channel in the discord but uh that's you know obviously not the bulk of the server so uh, come join us we'd love to have you and speaking of patronage if you are able to become a patron we'd be grateful and uh, also just pleased to have you join the level family there are various perks at various levels and you can learn more on our patreon page patreon.com slash level here's will Soldiers is okay. Here's here's every buzzword, and I feel weird saying it, but it's just this is an accurate description of the game okay. and the genre. Soldiers is a side-scrolling Souls-like Metroidvania pixel art uh, kind of RPG, e very fantasy. Uh, all of those things are actually true. It does feature Souls-like. Combat, where you you know stamina management and uh, brutal bosses, and you die and you have to go back to a checkpoint, etc. Um, but it's also a super complex Metroidvania where the level dot design is super tight, and you're gonna feel like you're trapped in a hopeless maze over and over. Which, <laughs> if that's a thing you like, which I love, then. <laughs> It's very much a it's very much a game for you. It, it's also a game with. I, I know this is bad because this is a game that I worked on, but it just straight up is some of the most gorgeous pixel art I've seen in any game ever. Yeah, it, it's truly stunning. Beautiful game, super fun combat. Great to just get lost in the mega dungeons. Um, that's the that's the elevator pitch. I mean, if you mm-hmm. like if you like punishing combat and dense <laughs> Metroidvanias with a bazillion collectibles with a, yeah. a bit of a like a old school sensibilities, it, it's the game for you. Yeah, and also the God, RPG- I'm not I'm not in marketing. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's the game be. for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. Yeah, no, I I'll send I, him I, an invoice. I like that. There's like you know the RPG tree aspect too, where you're making choices how to build your character as as you go through. That's pretty cool. T- yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. You, you, you really. I don't know. I'm a sucker for. I, I'm a sucker for a game where numbers go up and uh, <laughs> just becoming becoming way yeah. more powerful. It's it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody else has figured that out too now. But but it it, it does feel good to just like. Yep. get your build sorted out and start tearing through stuff. Yeah, it cracks me up when a game like gives you the option to turn off damage numbers. I'm like, no, I want to see. 
exactly yeah. how much I'm hurting these enemies. Let's go crazy. Show me I did a billion damage somehow. Yeah, show me all the things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, Will, then tell me about um, the music. And, and uh, uh, let's, let's start there. Musically speaking, sure. what did they ask of you or what did you pitch or how did that all, all play out? So I reached out to the soldiers team. Wow, I'm going to lose my video game composer credentials immediately <laughs> right now because I did not know anyone on the team. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Spanish team of six developers. This is their first title as a unit, but they've all worked on other, other projects. Mm -hmm. um, I cold called them. I sent them an email with a pitch. It was... Uh, I swear, not a copy-paste form letter, but it was, you know, I was on Twitter, like, looking up hashtag screenshot Saturday, looking for devs to pitch my services to. Nice. And I saw this, and I was just, oh, my God, this is this is the game I've wanted to score for so long. You know, that mm. sort of, you know, with those retro sort of JRPG vibes, I, you can tell, sometimes you can tell from the art of a game just exactly what it should sound like. Yeah. And I, I had that idea in my mind right from seeing the first gifts of gameplay. Oh yeah, I, I can do this. This is a, this is exactly my wheelhouse. So sent them an email and anyone who's done this job before knows that feeling of, well, <laughs> I put in a long time writing a nice email. It's a shame that there's 0% chance that'll pan out. But uh, they got back to me and we wow. chatted for like a year and a half before we ever you know, oh, signed wow. a contract and started okay. getting working on it. They've been working on this game for, for ages, long before I even reached out to them. Mm. And then eventually they got back to me saying, yeah, yeah, we actually want to hire you. And I said, is it, uh, really? That sounds wrong. But uh, no, <laughs> it, it, it was great. <laughs> it, it, yeah. was, it was meant to be. But, but the music is, it, it, it's a love letter to, you know, SNES era JRPGs. There's a lot of that sort of, you know, Uematsu sound, there's a lot of Mega Man, there's a lot of just, you know, a, a, a mixture of some of those awful sort of crunchy FM synthesizer sounds, and then just the super bit-crushed uh, sort of Super Nintendo-style samples with mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, I didn't restrict myself totally, right? Like, this is not the Shovel Knight soundtrack where I'm actually following the rules of what would have been possible on the hardware. So there's plenty of, you know, modern production tricks, but I, I tried to stay as as true to that sort of style as I could while putting a, a slightly modern twist on things. are some acoustic sounding instruments. I don't know if they were live or not, but but you've got acoustic sounds in there too, which is a really nice touch. So so day one, literally the first thing I did when I started working on like, okay, like today I'm working on soldiers was I got whatever instruments I just had lying around my studio and started recording really really bad samples just like sort of like <laughs> building up uh, building up my own library of yeah. virtual instruments of just okay 
you know, no multi-samples and round robins and all like the good stuff that I look for in or- orchestral libraries when I when I try to do like a modern sound, but just here's a guitar. I'm going to, I'm going to hit an E once I'm going to click. Uh, okay. That's good. And then I'm going to crush that and mangle it until it sounds like, Oh yeah. Like that's straight out of Donkey Kong country or something like that. Um, and I just did that with like me whistling. I did that with a crappy mandolin. I did that with, um, you know, like bongos and stuff. And eventually I had this sort of totally DIY fake Super Nintendo rompler kind of thing that I just threw all over the place. So it's, you know, acoustic in the same way that, uh, you know, like a, like a David Wise soundtrack is acoustic. Sure. Sure. It's, it's it's all, it's all, it's all at some point far enough back. There's an acoustic element, but everything is just done digitally. Okay. Okay. But hopefully, but hopefully there are things that, you know, well, like back then, the goal is to make things that are really crappy yeah. but sound authentic in this like weird mediated sort of way. Yeah, well, there's the one. Let me look at my list here. There's one track that definitely has, uh, you know, some really nice guitar. Is that Greater Secrets? I'm trying to remember now because I, of course, didn't write it down, which was stupid. I wrote the title down, but I, then I didn't write half any. The times like, I forget the track titles as yeah. well because that's all happens way. I know. Yeah. I still have like the silly Reaper project names in my head instead of the official OSD versions. Yeah. I I studied ahead of time to remember what everything's actually. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, do you know which one I'm talking about? I was just listening to it before Um, this, too. Maybe Half in City has uh, some some nice acoustic right off the bat. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk to me about that. Yeah. Half in City is the is the closest thing to a hub area in this okay. game, and, and it's where you you meet a lot of the NPCs, and it's kind of at the middle of the world, more or less. And it's so beautifully realized. I'm going to say that a hundred times in this interview, <laughs> but it looks beautiful in a pixel art way that old games. It looks like your memory of old pixel art games, right? Where you imagine it with so much more vivid color and detail, and like. They didn't have particle effects on the Super Nintendo, but <laughs> right. uh, um, it, it gives that sort of vibe. And to and to be tasked with making you know the hub city music for a fantasy sort of JRPG inspired game mm-hmm. was so daunting because you're you're going up against so many of the the greats of retro music. Yeah. So we did that one super early because we we wanted to nail that sound first. I like to write motivically and sort of like borrow little melody scraps and throw them all over the place. Yep. I had to, I had to hide them because the the team wasn't always a big fan of that. They, they felt like they were, <laughs> they felt like they weren't. I think they felt like they weren't getting their money's worth. Like they're like, no, we want new melodies. We're, oh, we're paying yeah. for new melodies. <laughs> don't, don't 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 steal your own. Don't plagiarize yourself. I love that. Um, but yeah, we started with that one early, and I don't think. I don't think there's much in the game that feels super explicitly Spanish, Mm -mm. 
but it's a Spanish dev team. And I just really wanted to sort of get some of those Mediterranean sounds in as much as possible. So there's a lot of sort of, you know, rich accordion lines and flamenco adjacent guitar and castanets all over the place. And I don't know, maybe that's just for me. Maybe like no one else perceives that as even <laughs> being Mediterranean, but it just felt authentic to the team and some mm-hmm. sort of like subconscious vibes in the game. So yeah. I threw a lot of that into Half and City, but yeah, it's just, it's a fairly crappy guitar sample that I tried to make. <laughs> you know, nothing is ultra quantized because I wanted stuff to feel yeah. lively. And even though virtually everything in the soundtrack is MIDI, I didn't want it to feel MIDI, which I think is probably, you know, how, you know, Uematsu and the boys uh, works back then as well. Another track uh, right in the beginning that happens, you know, before really you even get to play uh, mm-hmm. is called Arise. And it's where you meet this Valkyrie and it's this beautiful, like, lovely, I think, like, underground area. I'm not even sure if it's underground or not, yeah. but it's just, it's really pretty. And I, I just really liked the music for that. So talk to me about that track. So I'm sure smarter people than me have written about this, but... The the instruments that often sound best in games like this are instruments that are really easy to fake or to sample. Like there's a reason why so many uh, retro games used marimba sounds. It's because a marimba is so easy to even if you have like a fake one, it's still going to sound like a marimba, right? It's so <laughs> you don't you don't need like a thousand different versions of intonation or whatever. Like to get a trombone to sound real. It's just impossible if you're faking it, right? Yeah, With marimba, yeah. yeah, whatever. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you got it, right? <laughs> um, so I so I always love including like bells and real crappy whistles and whatnot in anything retro sounding. And so you start kind of in the afterlife. I, I won't give too many story spoilers for, for, for those who want to get into that, but you, you start kind of in the afterlife. And so we really wanted to get this ethereal sound And so to keep things ambiguous, we just said, okay, let's go with some real sort of like open loosey goosey string harmonies in the background, some pentatonic kind of rambling riffs on all of these glockenspiels to have that kind of heavenly, but also like, you know, this is some totally ambiguous sort of uh, tribe of women in the afterlife. So (laughs) let's, 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 let's evoke something that is, you know, ambiguously foreign is is Mm -hmm. sort of the idea. And then uh, underneath that, half of the vocals in that track are are me. It's a it's a oh, nice. <laughs> it's, 
with you know it's valkyrie so it's women singing but <laughs> i like i, I double checked the project file last night i <laughs> the way i did it was I, I recorded it at half speed just like agonizingly slowly and then i just did that zappa trip of like okay we'll we'll, we'll speed everything up so that i sing up the octave yeah and then i just threw a bunch of processing on it to almost make it sound like those retro choirs wow. oh man it sounds it sounds awful i mean <laughs> soloed you know without any of the processing yeah, yeah, on it yeah. it's whole it's really because you know I you bet. do a slow melody I, I ran out of breath half the time i had to get yeah. stitched together a bunch of tapes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it was really just you know we want this to sound neutral this is not like good that you're in the afterlife but hey at least someone yeah. is kind of helping you out so yeah <laughs> it's an ambiguous twinkly stuff there's also a there's an old game boy advance game called golden sun um, okay. that has a fans of it are crazy. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I'm crazy. Okay. Um, the music is by Motoi Sakuraba, the, who I guess everyone now knows as the dark souls guy, but, uh, he, he scored like Mario <laughs> tennis and Mario golf and a, and a bunch of JRPGs back in the day. Amazing. But anyway, there's the, the start of that game also involves going to sort of like sort of liminal ethereal place with a lot of bells. And I just said, great. Yeah. I'll just lift that. That's perfect. talk about uh, the the very first track the pride of zarga which is you know there i hear bits of that throughout the whole soundtrack right. which i love yes. so so talk to me about uh the the main theme yeah it's another one that we we, we did really early on and um the team and specifically my main contact who i guess acted as sort of the I don't know how they're when a team is that small, everyone has like a hundred titles, but uh, <laughs> Alberto, he, he's one of the artists on the team. And he also was the person that I worked most closely with as we were throwing together the soundtrack. He was so adamant, so adamant that every track in the game is hummable, that there is a hummable melody everywhere. And this is going to come up again uh, because yeah. it is like the through line Okay. for, for the whole that. game. Yeah. Um, if we talk about boss music, that'll be a, a big thing. <laughs> so for the intro music, it had to set the, man, it's the same as any intro music, right? It had to set the, the tone for the mm -hmm. whole game. But because it wasn't, you know, in-game exactly, I felt a little bit more freedom to step outside of the technical limitations that we were kind of abiding by. So... Mm -hmm. There are some real sort of orchestra sounds in there. Some of them have been made to sound more retro and some of them have not. And I, I think it works for getting across like this is a big epic fantasy story, you know, some medieval vibes, um, you know, a tale of heroism and all that. And I, I, the goal was basically to try to capture the, the, the mood of the whole thing about getting a melody that has a bunch of disparate elements that I could steal and sort of pluck and place elsewhere. Sure. There's the main sort of melody that da, 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 dee, da, da, and that's 
almost annoying how often I use that in every, every other track of the game. But then there's a bunch of little things. Like there's just this one baseline I like that's like halfway through the song. That's just dun 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 dun. And I mean, no one's gonna remember that. It's you know one two three four four three two one. Uh, you know, it, it's all about creating subconscious links to add a little bit of cohesion to the to mm-hmm. the. But y- this is something I've never really done before with developers, because melody is was so important to Alberto and to every evaluation. You know, every, there were so many times where I sent him a track and he goes, "Yeah, this is great, but like, th- I don't care for this melody, right?" Mm-hmm. And then what do you what do you? I don't care. Well, okay. That's like the world's most subjective critique. Yeah. So what I started doing with soldiers was I just, I did like piano and viola mock-ups for almost every track. Where it's viola? Just like, yeah. I, it just felt like it, you, it was the, it was the <laughs> instrument that, that I used. It's like, you know, it's a viola sample for the main yeah. theme. And I was just like, this kind of feels nice right i i don't i don't have any like well you know the in 16th century the viola rep- I, I don't have anything like that it's just it felt like the right sort of somber ish tone i guess sure if i had okay. to go with something yeah but i, I did a mock-up with with that for almost every track just to say alberto are these chords and is this melody you know is this good to you do, do you like would you hum this and if the answer was yes then i'd charge forward but it ended up saving time. I would just do, you know, I just burn out like like four or five of them real yeah. quick. Just, hey, here's a hundred versions of the pyramid theme. When, you know, was, are any of these good? Yeah. And once I got the yes, I mean, there were there were really few edits needed once we agreed on here's, you know, here's the 22nd pitch basically sure, of sure. the track. So so sure. we did that for, for the main theme and um, he liked it. And uh, it's a bit more epic and bombastic than uh, some of the other tracks because it uses those like, you know, like real frame drum samples and stuff just to get a mm-hmm. little bit of that extra bombast. And um, thank God we ironed that down when we did because uh, it made the rest of the soundtrack quite a bit easier with that sort of, you know, sort of like getting a, like a vertical slice done, you know, yeah, you, you sure. get like, oh, you know, th- this is the template that we can use as like, here's the style guide, just this mm-hmm. track. So in a game like this, I feel like, you know, compared to some big sprawling open world RPG where there's a ton of sound design aside from the music, I understand that in Soldiers there's a lot of sound design aside from the music, but it's so different because it seems like for the most part you really are the the audio star through through most of the game. You know, whatever sound design elements there are kind of play for lack of a better term, second fiddle to your music, right? Because, you know, there's footsteps and there's some, you know, sounds when you're in battle, like there's some sword sounds or whatnot, but but largely you're really what's being heard, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the efforts of, of the not. sound team, which, which is, uh, I, I had nothing to do with the, with the, sound effects um to, okay, to, yeah. to, to, totally separate but yeah the, the music is playing just about every second of the game right um which is which is which is daunting for two reasons one of which is just 
I mean, I had to make a lot of music for it. I mean, for yeah, a, there's a ton of music <laughs> for, you know, a, a small team with a, with a modest budget. I mean, it was just a, a lot of work, which is fun. It's the biggest soundtrack that I've done yet. Mm. But there's also um, a, a really practical consideration, which is, you know, like I said, this, this is a Souls-like game. And especially before a, a difficulty patch that just went live on consoles, it was really hard. I mean, it's still a hard game, but it was, it was really punishing. And there's a reason that, that Dark Souls doesn't have music the whole time. Right. If you had to, you know, every time you had to go back and fight Ornstein and Smo, if you had to hear like some really overwrought Ann Orlando music, you'd 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 probably go a bit crazy. I, I think that's part of the magic of that series is mm-hmm. all of the sort of like quiet time. Um sure. But that, that's that was not on the table for soldiers. It's sort of a it's sort of like a maximalist aesthetic. You know, every square inch of the visuals are just like thrumming with little details. You know, ants crawling up a log and waving flags and parallax scrolling. It's just any any detail they could add, they do. And the animations are super fluid. And I'll stop gushing eventually. Um, <laughs> but the music is the same way. We we they they said yeah 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 we're doing music the whole damn time. And when you're stuck in a pyramid and you have to hear, you know, essentially two tracks for the entire time that you're locked in a dungeon, they, they, they better be good and they better not be annoying, but that immediately mm-hmm. rubs against the other design ethos, which is every melody needs to be hummable. So it was a challenge. I mean, the challenge there is um, be really good at composing. <laughs> this is basically <laughs> like the way you get around that. And I, I tried my damnedest. I, I hope yeah. I, I hope I succeeded. I, I don't see too many. You know, when I'm scrolling through reviews, I don't see too many that say like I, I crawled my ears, crawled my, <laughs> I, I tore my eyes and my ears off because it's so frustrated. Um, yeah. So so hopefully that worked. But but yeah, it, it's it it, it it was on. My, I played an early build pretty early on, and I recognized oh. Okay, this is a hard game where they're going to be in these dungeons <laughs> for a long. It's also a pretty long game by indie standards. So yes, yes. So a challenge. It was a challenge all the way through, yeah. and it was a constant conversation um, to make sure we're finding that right balance of like, you know, this is this is thematic. This is like Saturday morning cartoon stuff where everything is exciting, and you know, no moment is uh, uh, free from stimulus. So then boss battles, because you, yeah. you made a brief mention of it earlier, you know, if everything has to be hummable, you know, a boss battle doesn't always fit that mark, right? Because totally. because it's it's to pump you up, it's to keep keep this understanding as as a gamer that this is serious and all of these things which don't always mean melody. So how did that work out for now, you? Now, Emily, I have said these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I am uh I make a, a lot of fantasy music outside of the, the video game stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're fighting a dragon, you know, it's cool to go whole, holy right of spring and just get some <laughs> thumping ugly chords and hell, oh, God, I, 
I'm not like some Dark Souls fan, like huge Dark Souls fan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are plenty of, tra- there are like three hummable songs in the Dark Souls yeah. uh, main Boss series. battles, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, <laughs> Sif and Gwyn and Cleric Beast, kind of, if you, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it to me, like singing along with a boss track is is not a necessity because you just want to get into like a flow state of just like, I'm getting every input perfectly. I know how to read these. I'm feeling good and focused. And so melody isn't uh, the immediate thing that comes to mind as the thing that's most important, but that just, that wasn't the philosophy of the team. And I was really, really happy about the challenge because it just went against all my instincts. And this was a, this was a true collaboration where they were, um, I, I, I think I'm one of the youngest people on the team. Uh, not that I'm on the team, but um, you know, yeah. for yeah. for the for the rest of the Retroforge team, uh, they had some. They had a lot of reference tracks that I was not familiar with, because you know, back in the late '80s and early '90s, they were just churning out uh, RPGs and sort of like fantasy platformers and stuff. And mm. I, don't, I don't think anyone my age has played all of them. Yeah. So it was it was really cool to see how I could get that maximum intensity level and to write melodies that you're going to enjoy, especially while you're just getting like pounded into the ground time and time again. Right. And to make something that's not annoying mm-hmm. when you're fighting a minotaur for the dozenth time. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a challenge and sort of the approach to that was, again, kind of maximalist, right? Like I just said, okay, well, if there's going to be a melody here that has the risk of distracting or becoming an annoying earworm, I'll just throw, you know, everything in the kitchen sink into it. Like here's a million different drum parts. Like, oh, it's a humble melody, but like the the backing harmony changes, you know, like nothing repeats. And it's just like four bars, something new, four bars, something new, four bars, something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that I, I think that worked. People seem to be responding most positively to the boss music, which, boy, that's just a, a huge relief. Yeah. That's a huge relief. I was so terrified. I was like, well, I hope Alberto's right about this. Um, I think he was. Uh, you yeah. know, um, the the main boss track, we uh, we use one, there's, you know, a generic mini boss track, and then there's a generic boss track that we use as the boss music for all of the main dungeons of the game. There's a lot of bosses in the game, so it's not like we could have get could have had um unique for every boss. And a lot of people say that the the main boss theme is their favorite track, which is nice. wow, what a what a relief. I'm looking up the so I know that I make sure I know which one that okay. is. Do it's called remember? Extreme Vigor. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. All the direction that you got about it being hummable and stuff. That's that's very cool. And again, I mean, God, I I wrote like a piano and viola mock-up. Yeah. Of the boss music. <laughs> that's like, fantastic. That's so dumb. It's just weird. It's just yeah, unusual. It's really yeah. Uncommon. But yeah. you know, if that's the goal, I mean, I could probably write like lead sheets or like, you know, real simplified, like two hands piano towards basically everything in the, everything in the soundtrack is that's where everything started. 
That's amazing. I mean, that is, uh, th- that it can be, you know, boiled down to those simplest elements. Yeah. It's so, and again, you know, coming from like a, I, you know, I do fantasy stuff. I do electronic stuff. A lot of that's just like, what's the, you know, if I were to try to transcribe some of like the fantasy boss yeah. music, I'd be, I'd be like, <laughs> well, I don't know. There's like a hundred <laughs> drum parts and, uh, you know, yeah. chords going bla- there's no way to simplify it. It's just, uh, it's a sort of, that's mm-hmm. the net vibe but you really basically every track in this game is like melody harmony counter melody and probably a lot of stuff that i stole from previous tracks that i'd already worked on yeah <laughs> okay they didn't get their money's worth right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know you s- talked about the the baseline the one two three four four three three two one baseline and um but there are other baselines that are really intricate and um is it fire forest of fire is that how that's pronounced? I don't know. There's no voice okay. acting. I've always said fear, but... Okay, yeah. fear. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure. It's F-Y-R, just for yeah. those listening that are wondering why we can't say a word. Um, Forest of Fear, perhaps. Um, great bass lines in there. And and many other tracks as well. I just wanted to single one out for sure. Sure. Um, so So talk a little bit about, about that, you know, desire you have to, to make the bass bumping like that. <laughs> <laughs> So my dad's a bassist. I am. There it is. I, I have right. a bass, but I'm, t- I'm, you know, I'm terrible at it. I will, yeah. you know, <laughs> pluck my way awfully when I need to record uh, myself. But yeah, my dad's a bassist and I am, I got my master's in composition, which by the way, if anyone is listening to this podcast and, um, is a composer yourselves? You don't have to get a master's in composition to do this job. <laughs> you don't have to go to school at all. I loved it, but you it's really true. don't have to. Yeah. Um, there are benefits I, to both. Yes. I got a master's in composition. And I remember after one of my premieres, that's what you call it in school. After one of my premieres, um, one of my professors said, uh, Will, you understand something that a lot of other composers don't, which is that all harmony starts from the bottom? Mm hmm. Which, um, first of all, that's like the weirdest compliment to get. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, you know, I I don't know. There's probably some like boring acoustic justification I could give for this. But, you know, our conception of what a chord is, is so dependent on what we hear in the lower registers. And I think with the track like Forest of Fear, so much of it comes down to uh, giving space, like, you mm-hmm. know, there are tracks where it's just dugga, 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 dugga from the bass the whole time. But especially in a more sort of ambient track, I mean, Forest of Fear, that's just very specifically inspired by, you know, sort of jazzy forest tunes from games like Chrono Trigger. And with a fretless bass, you know, you want to be super, super precise in when does the note cut off, you know, is this legato or is there like a little gap between uh, Mm -hmm. the notes you do? And I think that's where all of the magic comes from there. I mean, the bass isn't playing any notes you would think that it wouldn't. It's, you know, it's one, five, sometimes you go up to the nine, sometimes you come down to the seven. (laughs) And that's, that's basically the whole bass line, Mm -hmm. but you get so much, um, you get so much nuance out of just, is it do, 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 or da, 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 da. And that's, and that's where like all of the magic is in those like little gaps, those connections, those little grace notes. And Hey, it's 2022. We all are doing this in, uh, you know, on a beautiful computer to make really retro sounds. Just take the time, like take the time. It's not hard. Don't quantize things a hundred percent. 
add a little <laughs> bit of randomization, really fine tune, you know, the velocities of every note so that that so that it it feels real while feeling very obviously unreal. Again, <laughs> this is what composers have always done in video game music. We yeah. just are uniquely capable of really dialing in that exact sound that we want now. The notes aren't that interesting, right? I cannot <laughs> say that enough. It's all just like a little bit of a little bit of interplay with the rhythms of the stuff mm -hmm. higher up and then give some space. So let, we'll come back to the music in a minute, but uh, you mentioned your dad's a bass player. So I'm yeah. just curious about your musical upbringing. Yeah, um, dad is a, a bass, not, not perfect. Well, I mean, he gets paid a little bit to get, he's, 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 he's in his seventies. He still gigs out like every Monday. Um, <laughs> it's great. He's killing it. I, I hope I'm playing music uh, 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 so regularly at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gr grew up in a musical family, started playing every instrument and was okay at piano and was bad at everything else, which okay. <laughs> is, is great. I mean, that's, yeah. if you want to be a composer, like piano is a good, uh, good choice. Uh, well, no, I mean, ideally you'd be good at everything. Um, but if you're bad <laughs> at everything, that's also fine. Like I, you know, that's a, that's a violin right there in the corner <laughs> of my office. I can't play violin, but I just recorded a, a goblin combat track for uh, my tabletop project. And I, I played the hell out of that violin. And it sounds terrible, but we, uh, this computer that I'm talking to you on can do amazing things. So yeah. uh, the smallest amount of proficiency with a lot of stuff means you'll understand how to write for it. Mm -hmm. If you're writing for mm -hmm. your friends to perform yes. it. And it also means that you can just screw around and use some studio magic to make anything sound good. Hell, I can, I can sing like a woman if I just, yeah, right. or, you know, <laughs> Like a woman, that sounds awful. I can sing like a soprano is what I mean. To say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, anyway, so yeah, I, I I played a, you know, I was in every orchestra. I, I started my first like uh, ska band when I was 13. And okay. then uh, <laughs> that's, I feel like that's a pretty common story. Then went to college for uh, music and tried to do everything I could to not be a musician, but I couldn't uh, bear it. So I got my master's and then just dove into video game work full time with massive scare quotes because I, I want to do it full time, but it's, it's hard to get gigs and over time it's mm -hmm. gotten easier, which yeah, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. But you do a lot of music for tabletop gaming too. And that's something I've never really talked to anyone about. So I'm just curious what that world is like and how you got connected there. Yeah. Um, so I know this is a, you know, I guess explicitly a video game music podcast, but most of my day to day now is in the tabletop world. Interesting. Pe okay. People are, people are super confused when I say that, because what does it mean? You know, it's not yeah. like you, it's not like you buy the D and D player's handbook and it comes with a CD and says, right. you know, put, put this on. Um, but I, I was, uh, I, I reached out to a guy whose art that I liked back in 2019 and uh, I just hit him up on Twitter. He's a guy who makes maps for for D and D for people to you know just do tactical maps. Okay. Um, and I, I I started a conversation with him on Twitter, and he just said, "Yeah, you should do this, but for music, you should make music 
start a Patreon and then sell it and say, this is music for D&D and other <laughs> RPGs. Uh, and I, I thought, wow, that's a really dumb idea. No one's going to pay me for that. You know, people don't buy music. I was wrong. People bought music. So I, I wow. started a project called Music D20 and uh, did that for a couple of years. And then that same guy from the, the story, he's, he's my buddy, Che. We, we started a business together last year where now what we do is we, we make whole cities for tabletop. Um, wow. and I do the music and write all the text. We have a, a, a guy doing cartography, it's like a team of like 10 people now. It's crazy. Um, but the idea is people subscribe to, it's called Burrow. Oh my God. I'm so bad at marketing. It's called Burrow bound. If you okay. play, if you play an RPG, please check it out. I have you know, <laughs> obligated to say Burrow bound. Uh, we, yeah, we, we release fantasy cities. And then the idea is you read our lore and you use our maps and you listen to our music. Uh, and then you can just kind of plop it into your own Dungeons and Dragons or any other RPG. Yeah, um, It's all system agnostic. But the music, to get back to it, yeah. um, my thought when I started my first RPG project was I'll just write a piece of music for every possible scenario in a tabletop campaign, regardless of setting, regardless of like situation, because when you do a video game, it's like, okay, here's, here are all the battles, here are all the levels, you know, here are all the scenarios we need music for. And that's an endless list when you're talking about an improvised game. Yes. So I just said, okay, well, I'll just start cracking on that infinite list, right? <laughs> start cracking. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, but a lot, the full library is close to 400 tracks now. Uh, which is insane. I mean, that's that's where my time has gone. Um, but a huge, huge, huge uh, amount of it is available for streaming. And not, I'm and not plugging my stuff, but yeah, you, you know, look up no, most of it. There's a bazillion. There's a bazillion tracks for you to use in your tabletop campaigns, and Incredible. I give you lots of resources for figuring out how to like DJ it in real time or whatever. That's or incredible. for podcasts so, to use or whatnot. Yeah. So this is literally just people who get together with their friends, play some D&D, &D, and then you just give them a guide and some great music for it. That, yeah. Hey, Amazing. you know what? I probably should have just said that. That was a much <laughs> better answer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, that is a world I had almost zero exposure to. Almost zero. I remember one time playing D&D &D when I was maybe in middle school. Mm -hmm. And it's weird that I can remember playing it because I couldn't tell you much anything else from middle school. But <laughs> it, and then never again. And I don't, I don't know why. I grew up in a small town. Maybe it was a gender thing. Maybe it was like a... Just the satanic panic. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Could have been that. Could have been that. Uh, been that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it just has always intrigued me This that there's, you know, obviously this giant world of people who this is how they have their fun. So, and I mean... Not, not to get bogged down into like the business side of things, but, um, you know, 2015 or so, mm -hmm. D&D released their new version Critical Role, which is a super popular uh, podcast and Twitch stream started getting popular. And then 
like you straight up can't ignore stranger things. You know, right. those three things happen right. in like quick succession. Yeah. And all of a sudden tabletop stuff got blasted into the forefront. And then, Oh, um, sorry. I don't know if you've heard of this, but there was in 2020, there was a global pandemic <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden people were like looking for new ways to connect with right. each other. And right. that's right around the time where all of these great online tools were coming around for people yeah. to, to, to really facilitate amazing. the table. So yeah, huge explosion in like this third party RPG creation scene which is just it's been so fun to be a part of and to you know sort of be sort of part and parcel with my yeah. video game work yeah because it's just cool. a, a, almost total crossover right yeah you're yeah. still you want to make tracks that are loopable you want to make sure that right. it's something that's not going to get annoying sometimes i want humble melodies but you know often not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I find that remarkable. I love that that's a part of this world. That makes me very happy. Um, so let's go back to soldiers then, sure, yeah, if we could. Um, uh, there's a ballad called Broken Thread, and <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love to know about, about the ballad. It's not often you get to hear a ballad in, in game music. So this is a game that is, I, I think a lot of Metroidvanias do well because they can rely on sort of the mood and the character of a given scene through the environmental storytelling. And, you know, a, a game like Hollow Knight, I mean, basically doesn't need any cutscenes. There are conversations, but they're, they're very, aside from boss introductions, there's, there's not really a lot that happens in cutscenes, like intro ending, that's about it. But Soldiers has a, has a, has a bunch of cutscenes. And again, there's sort of a question of efficiency, where they the team had to be really clever about how much music they could reasonably expect to get made for this game mm -hmm. and they said okay we're gonna categorize the different genres basically of cutscene and this yeah. is a lot of games do this you know most R rpgs have like way too many cutscenes to have unique music for all of them uh, I just right. played Fire Emblem Three Houses, and you know, you know immediately when a scene starts. Oh, this is the this is a goofy one, or oh, this is one where I'm <laughs> learning about a tragic family history, right? And <laughs> yeah. when I got the prop for this, it was literally just called Sad Scenario. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, okay, you know, this is a game that has a few sad scenarios. Yeah, and, um, yeah just a few. Um, and if you want to make something sad that also has a hummable melody, that <laughs> that's uh, that's a ballad. Yeah. It's a ballad. It's, all right. It's um, yeah. I do not have a profound answer for this question. It's no. you know, it's piano and strings, and it is yeah. almost uh, soap opera levels of uh, melodrama. And yeah, you know, with a game with a with a uh, occasionally, I'm fine saying this. You know, it's it's a it's a it's it's an RPG story. Uh, yeah, it has some some cheesy melodramatic moments. And so of course, having yeah. a track like that totally works. I think. Thank you. 
Um, and then there's one called Antichamber, which has organ in it. And I, I just got a big kick out of the pipe organ and the whole, <laughs> like, you know, pulling us back to a, to a, putting us in a state of mind. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but this game does have a final boss. And uh, immediately before you get to the final boss, uh, you hear some, you know, scary organ music ahead of time. <laughs> and I know I said yeah. before, you don't need to go to music school for any of this. You totally don't. But if you did, like, it's okay if you sort of flex your counterpoint muscles every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a totally unrealistic track. I mean, it's supposed to be sort of diegetic in that, like, there is an organ in world and it's like panned. Okay you know, you're, it's a game. So you're walking left to right and it's panned really hard, right. As you're approaching Neat. the room, okay. which, um, it's, it's, it's distracting. And I mean, in what I think is a really good way, I, I didn't do any of the in-game implementation. Okay. Um, but Leo who did, uh, just panned it super hard. Right. And I'm like, wow, cool. I know which direction the boss is. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's unrealistic, despite being theoretically diegetic. You'd need extremely dexterous feet and three hands to play it. And also, like, you'd need, like, four different <laughs> registers. It doesn't actually make sense, but, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. it's a final yeah. boss. You know, if a final boss, let's just say he's got a third hand. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Might as well. But, you know, writing scary villain Oregon music, that's the best. I yeah. mean, I was so happy to get that prompt because <laughs> there was no question in my mind immediately what it was going to sound like. I mean, how many JRPGs in particular have, oh God, like Final Fantasy IX has a has a terrible, I mean, good, but terrible yeah. organ, organ track for, for a boss. Yeah. It just, it feels, you know, th there was something so quintessentially... I mean, there's something so quintessentially like Japanese video gamey about it, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it it felt so fun just to really fill that up with as many pointless modulations and <laughs> you know sequences and just like drawing on all of my uh, years of essentially Baroque meaningless. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, still, of course, breaking every rule in the in the process, but making yes. it. I, I have um. Uh, a, a, like a, a concept of sort of like this is this is counterpoint for video games, which you know you, the, the <laughs> rules are 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 loosened, and you yeah. can sort of just like you know it's Castlevania style. Castlevania, yeah, I mean it's Castlevania music is what it is. You totally sort of allude to the notion of Baroque, and mm -hmm. every, everybody immediately picks up. the same way that you know quote unquote Egyptian music isn't friggin' Egyptian, right? Right. It's just, you know, it's it's imaginary Egyptian. Sound, yeah, sounds that evoke. A, right. a place, a time, yeah, that's that's music for you, right? So you obviously are a gamer. So and and I know you're moving right now. Which, if anyone is curious about your background, that explains the empty shelves. You're you're in <laughs> yeah. the midst of a move. You're about <laughs> to leave town. So uh, so, uh, but under normal circumstances, quote unquote, what games are you playing these days? Um, I am bad at time management, which <laughs> means. <laughs> that I play less games than I would want to. I'm not even good okay. enough at time management to like procrastinate in a fun way. Um, 
<laughs> so I, long way to say it, it, I'm still making my way through Elden Ring, which is, which oh, is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I loved this year, Citizen Sleeper, um, mm. incredible tabletop inspired um, uh, indie game from the, from the, from the, the, the guy who, who did in other waters strongly mm-hmm. recommend if anything that I said about tabletop, like made someone get excited. That's a great game with an incredible um, soundtrack. Okay. And I'm, you know, I have a, a, a wife and we, we play like Nintendo games. Like we loved Kirby. Kirby oh. this year was great. Also incredible okay. soundtrack. Oh my God. The, the soundtrack to the new Kirby game is so good. There's like, mm-hmm. there's like a, this like almost like grimy sort of hip hop beat in this one dark level. It's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> I should look up the name of that. Tra- I'll, you know, I'll put yeah. it on my playlist for your page. Do it. Just, yeah. That'd be great. So good. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like everybody now where I can't play every game, but I, I listen to every game soundtrack that I can get my hands on. Mm, and, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube and Spotify and Bandcamp have been great for that. And especially now that like, you know, 50% of my workload is writing text now for my tabletop project. Incredible. So, I mean, video game soundtracks are literally the best thing to do while you're writing, you know, here's, here's a thing about a goblin in a flying city, you know, listen, you know, that what, great. That's perfect. uh, JRPG fodder, you know, throw on some Tales of Symphonia or some other. Yeah, yeah, garbage yeah. soundtrack, perfect. And then dark research. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the two que- the two words I have down for this question are dark and research. So yeah. I don't remember what I liked oh, about okay. it, but I liked it. <laughs> I hope it's that you liked it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you sent me that, that, that you told me you'd be asking about this. So I, I dove back into that project oh, good. File last night just to double check. So remind, hey, yeah, me, remind me what I liked about it, will you? So Dark Research <laughs> is a track from the underwater lab portion of okay. the game, which is exactly what it sounds like, you know, sort of a sci-fi vibe in a sort of submarine sort of style uh, dungeon area. And so when you hear that, you probably don't think about the old game Lemmings 3D, but that was the reference track that was given to me for (laughs) the track Underwater Research. Incredible. And I said, Alberto, this is not, this is not a good track. (laughs) This is, this is not a tune that I like, but I'm going to do my best to try to, you know, psychoanalyze what it is about this track that you like so that I can hopefully emulate it. And so the original version of Dark Research was just Wow, full-on cheesy Yamaha DX7, you know, real sort of uh, retro FM sounds. And mm-hmm. um, that was not correct, it turned out. It, 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 <laughs> it was, it felt, the, the, the track just felt like really thin and flimsy. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be like, this is, you know, overbearing. This is uh, sort of like gritty. You're in a weird sort of steampunk contraption mm-hmm. and it's got an angry shark. And so... <laughs> Back to the drawing board, similar sort of melody, and um, crunched everything up that could be crunched. There's um, a, a sort of sound designy kind of layer in the okay. uh, in the background of the track that 
I just called lawnmower in uh, like the, the track list. It's just called lawnmower. It's all just like weird synths with crazy uh, pitch bends and stuff. Okay. A uh, bunch of heavy tremolo. And it's just, let me take every tool in my toolkit and, um, you know, really bust it up. Oh, here's a fun thing that I did for that track um, that I did in a lot of tunes in, in Soldiers is I, I took drum loops that I just had sitting around mm-hmm. and then I, and then I chopped them up and then sort of rearranged the beats and whatnot. And then I'd have that going while also sort of like doubling it with really bad samples. So if it's like <laughs> a, if it's sort of like a hip hop sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, real heavy sort of 808 sort of kick, I'll yeah. just double that with, you know, the world's worst 16 bit kick drum you've ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, blending those together gets a real sort of cool. I mean, it's an idiosyncratic thing where it gets the point across like, Oh, this is a nod to retro video gaming. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's still got like the weight that it needs to give that sort of modern production sound. Mm -hmm. So I guess that plus lawnmower plus like a couple real ugly, you know, uh, Sega Genesis style FM synthesizers. Yeah. Uh, it gets, I mean, I think you'd listen to that and be like, this is probably an underwater research lab. And if that's, if that, if that's what you get from listening to it, like, hell yeah, man. Alberto has got to give me that one. And then another track that's much longer than than the others, and I'm just curious, the story behind it is called A New World. It's like twice as long as yeah. anything else. Yeah. So so most of the cutscenes in the game are like, you know, an animation happens, a character talks, you press A through the text, right? So they're all <laughs> yeah. of indi- they're all of indeterminate. Not quickly, you're reading it, but um, yeah. of indeterminate length. Uh. This track was specifically for a sort of optional cutscene that you can watch that basically gives you a huge amount of backstory about oh, cool. the world. Okay. And here's the tricky thing about this. It's not like you get to this, and we're gonna get a little technical here, barely technical. It's not like you get to this scene and then your your PC or your game console presses play on a QuickTime file. Mm-hmm. In a sense, there's stuff that's still rendering in real time. Okay. And what that means is that it's not always the same length, exactly. So when I tried to match up the music, like this is like a five minute or so cutscene. Mm-hmm. In practice, it's not always exactly five minutes. Okay. So you know, there's all these sort of little tricks you have to do to make, like, I got to make sure the mood lines up, but we can't just have like big drum beat at the moment that something happens, Yeah, uh, which is frustrating because I really do like doing that. Like I love scoring trailers because it's so fun to, you know, what exact tempo does this have to be so that I can line up, you know, the start of this bar with this big, whatever epic animation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here it really had to be splitting the difference of this is five minutes. It's always going to be about five minutes, but it might be four fifty eight or it might be five Oh two or yeah. you know, whatever the actual length is. Mm-hmm. Um, but as with a lot of the tracks in the later half of the game, 
the vibe starts off with, you know, all of those retro sounds that I like. Specifically, there's a sort of Gamelon-esque thing that, again, is just, I mean, it's just a total Chrono Trigger ripoff of <laughs> when, you, when you get to Zeal. There's a, there's a, I don't remember video game track names ever, but someone <laughs> is going to get mad at me for not remembering the track that is like everyone covers on OC Remix. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, you, you get that sort of Gamelon sound to get this kind of like mystical vibe. And then mm-hmm. gradually like, oh, that's just like shit of like real string samples. And that's like a, a big epic stuff. And as you uncover the story, this is a thing that I try to do as sort of a through line for the whole soundtrack. The further you go, the more like real-ish sounds you hear as you go from like, we're in a video game. Like, this is super retro. This is like a classic story to, oh, okay, now I'm uncovering sort of like the messed up real truth of the game. (laughs) Trying to emulate that in some way with like, oh, by the time you're getting to the final battle, there's like actually just like big Latin choirs singing big real Latin words. And that's that's fun to, to, you know, work your way from like the most cheesy digital just like brittle about to fall apart like dungeon music to oh my god like where is Sephiroth you know Yeah, that's a really cool, very cool track. I don't know that anyone's gonna, I don't know that anyone's gonna pick up on that. But again, I don't know that it's the kind of thing that uh, that it matters, right? I think like subconsciously, like you're recognizing the music does evolve over the course of your, you know, whatever thirty hour yeah. playthrough. And I, I think that's yeah. fun, even if you're not explicitly like, wow, okay, there would not have been a Latin choir at the beginning of this game, for example. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> What'd you do for the choir then? How'd you pull? Oh, that it's off? it's all virtual samples, and then yeah. I um I. I had to mix it really loudly so that you couldn't hear what they're saying. Cause <laughs> I think like, I didn't want, <laughs> every composer has done this at some oh, point. God, so, yes, yes. Uh, I have my own lyrics to what they're saying. There's a part of the final boss music where every time I'm listening along, I sing the words pizza movie. And <laughs> I don't, I can't remember what Latin words they're actually saying, but it's not pizza movie. Although I'd watch that. Yeah, it's it's uh, I I believe it's what uh, it's it's a oh god some nerd is gonna like this if I say <laughs> that it's 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 the library Requiem by Eight Do you can Love you can it. reverse engineer every choir you want if you, you know that it's <laughs> it's you know I think at one point they say uh, Apocalypse which is apocalypse that, oh, that fits yeah, for right? the music you know that's that's final boss music that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, I didn't. I didn't get too nitty gritty because you only get so many words that you can, you know, rearrange to make sure, sound real. Sure. Oh God, I love that so much. I mean, the the soundtrack is is wonderful. It's epic. It's retro. It's not retro. It's uh, it's it was just really enjoyable. So you know, in our in our last few minutes, what did I not ask you that you wish you could have talked about, or you know, what did we leave out? Oh man, that's a great question. I. This game was a game that I uh, I wanted to score, right? Yeah. I, I really loved that I could be 
And I mean that in, the, in a more general sense. Like I've always wanted to score a game like this, a game that reminds me of the JRPGs that I fell in love with as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to play Golden Sun. I wanted to play Tales of Symphonia. I wanted to, to score Bait and Kados, a game no one remembers. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make my Chrono Trigger soundtrack. And, and I think that so much of that is, you know, the, the people that were making this music way back, way back when, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. they were working in an industry that hadn't codified such strict rules, really. And so, you know, a guy like Motoi Sakuraba, who I, I that's not proper Japanese pronunciation, but uh, <laughs> he did Mario Tennis, he did Mario Golf, he did Golden Sun, and then he did Dark Souls, which is just a hilarious trajectory. Yeah. Um, but he, he loves you know, real, uh, real garbage, like jazz fusion music. And I think that like comes through, you know, there's no doubt. I don't, I don't, I haven't ever looked at Nobuo Uematsu's record collection, but I gotta imagine there's some jazz fusion in there too. Yeah. And it's just, Hey, let's be totally unfettered. Let's, let's be maximalist. Let's, uh, let's not curb any of our impulses. Let's go absolutely bonkers with boss music. Let's mm-hmm. have like a weird jazzy fretless bass solo in a sewer track. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's, it's stupid. I mean, I squeezed a ska track into this and I was like, like up until release day, I was like, Oh my God, at some point, like the, the pub, like dear villager, the publisher is just going to say, will, why did you put a ska track on this? Can you please replace that? And I got away with it. There's a, there's a ska track on this album. Which one and is that? How did I miss that? I it's don't called even the feast. Uh, F-I-S-E. Again, there's no voice acting. I might be saying that wrong. Oh, there it's right there. I mean, it's like side by side with that damn ballad. It but is. This is the, but this I was is probably the... still thinking about the stupid ballad. Not stupid. I don't mean stupid. No, I <laughs> you know do, what I mean. So though. it's fine. <laughs> like aesthetically, with yeah. a game like this, which is so like epic in scope. I mean, especially for an yeah. indie game. You know, you go to like these massive, crazy. Du- I mean, literally adjacent dungeons are like I'm in an old pyramid and I'm in a floating, you know, steampunk <laughs> sky fortress. Like, yeah. You can do if there's a game with both those things. That means what they want. What really happened, of course, is yeah. the incredible artists were like, here's all the levels we want to show off. Here's all yes. of the aesthetics we want to explore. Yes. And if the artists say, here are all these crazy aesthetics we want to explore, the mm-hmm. musician gets to do the same damn thing, right? <laughs> like, okay, great. I'm going to do some, you know, some of those ska. like faux sandy. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do, <laughs> do a bell. I'm going to do some faux sandy. I'm going to do like one, there's like one really stupid sort of like digital fusion track that's just for a race in the game where it's literally just, you know, like um, a sort of, snail house or maxo version of the main theme oh man it's like it's like it's like uh what is that wave, wave run 64 what's that jet ski game wait wave wave race what's it called isn't it what wave is runner it? i don't know wave so runner, that, was, runner, that yeah. was before my gaming time so yeah. it's uh you know the moment he said yeah kind of jazzy kind of electric this is a this is a race i was like cool i'm i know what i'm doing you can say yes or you can say no but i'm, I'm right this one time this one's going to be stupid and that's yeah. you know that is like the the you're not getting well i guess you are outside of nintendo 
you're not getting AAA games that have this sort of freewheeling spirit that so um, easily borrows from the past while also embracing, you know, totally whatever sort of vibe you want to go for. And that Mm -hmm. is so fun to do in a retro setting because, you know, there's no concern about like verisimilitude, right? If I have like the dumbest um, synth string patch um, playing an impossible run, no mm-hmm. one is listening to that being like, how'd that violinist do that? Right. right. <laughs> the assumption is just, oh, okay, this is one of those retro games where you just go balls to the walls and like mm-hmm. you're okay with it, right? Yeah. So, wow, that wasn't a question. That was just me just rambling, but that's 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 how I feel. I, I feel so grateful that the team placed their trust in me to, yeah. you know, write 45 or whatever humble melodies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, to, and to get a little crazy with it and... I hope that um, I hope people check the game out. It's just yeah. got like a major patch, which um, resolves like every issue people had with the game at launch. It's a super fun game. It's beautiful, and yeah. uh, the soundtrack. Oh my god, go listen to the soundtrack. It's ever available. It's available everywhere. So just yeah. you know, type soldiers and buy it. Buy and it. Buy it. Yeah. Yes. Put it. Put soldiers in quotation marks just in case Google says, "Did you mean regular soldiers?" This, this one has a U. Bend down that road. Yep. <laughs> I, Even uh, on YouTube, ga- YouTube will do the same thing to you. Soldiers the, walk through. The game I scored before this was another Metroidvania called uh, Batbarian, which is okay. Barbarian with one letter off. And I don't... Uh, look, I, I love all these devs, but I don't want to score another Metroidvania that's like wrong by one letter. Yeah, yeah. Google doesn't like them. <laughs> no, they don't, don't like... Google's don't, like, uh-uh. Batbarian, incredible <laughs> game. Really proud of the soundtrack I did with that too. But oh, typing cool. in Batbarian, Testament of the Primordials. Wow. You know, Google doesn't get confused when you put in all that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my TED talk on video game titles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Will, again, really enjoyed Soldiers, and uh, I'm excited to share this with everyone, and um, you know, excited to hear what's coming up next for you. Before we do go, I, I am notorious at this Minnesota goodbye kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what are what are you working on right now, other than table? Is it mostly tabletop stuff? Uh, I'm working on a secret project. I think I'm allowed to okay. say that it's a that it's um it's a monster catching. Uh, oh, fun! Game. Okay. Um, okay. God, what am I allowed to say about this? Probably maybe stop nothing. there. Yeah, Probably maybe stop nothing. there. It's always yeah. safest to just yeah. stop. <laughs> if, if you enjoyed the sort of like hybrid score approach of soldiers with some retro sounds and some modern mm-hmm. stuff, I'm sure you're gonna like this. And then I'm God. I mean, I I released. I release I release so much damn music now because mm. I'm just I'm constantly churning stuff out for my tabletop projects. So cool. whenever this releases, I probably have just released an album. I don't okay. know when this is going to drop. But <laughs> be I think Burrowbound yeah. is dropping an album in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, look up Burrowbound. Yeah, do it. <laughs> that, do that's, it. That, that's that's my Minnesota goodbye. Is is uh, my <laughs> northeast self plug? Yeah, no, I love it. I <laughs> right love before it. Before the adios. <laughs> Will, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again. I look forward to what's next. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Emily.
Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Will Savino, see a playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of our chat with Will on the Level with Emily YouTube channel eventually, and please do subscribe to the YouTube channel to get all of our new videos of interviews. Join us on Discord. All of that is uh, in the show notes. Uh, links and stuff like that. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Uh, what? You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.